before we get into the foolishness and fuckery, um, we here at Opinions While Black just wanted to take a moment to um, recognize and um, recognize the loss of an American icon. Certainly an American icon within the diaspora. Um, that is Miss Toni Morrison. Um, I, you know, I don't have any, I don't, I don't have any jokes for this because honestly, Toni Morrison is one of my idols, one of my heroes more like, and, um, I think, I, I, I think any well-read African-American person can say that they took something from Toni Morrison for me and beloved, and I say this kind of as a joke, but not really, um, she taught me that writing and that literature can be uncomfortable because beloved was a rough book at moments like narrative wise. So I, and that's a huge lesson I had to learn as a writer. That's a huge lesson that every writer should learn. Um, so beloved has always been the book that stuck with me. Um, it's rough, man, because I feel like we're losing a lot of our icons and we're losing a lot of our leaders and we're hard ple- we're hard pressed to replace these legends. You know, I said this I mean, it's not even just black people. I I said this when Ray Bradbury died. Um, but for the most part, I just wanted to recognize and you know what, and it's hard to even say that it, you know, Randall was talking about, you know, Randall wanted, he was saying, he was telling me before that he wanted to say gone too soon, mm-hmm. but she was 88. I feel like it's a gone too soon moment for us and the culture and kind of what we need right now. But she, she doesn't have, she doesn't owe at her legacy up to this point. She doesn't owe us anything. She's definitely left us a lot to meditate on and ponder um from the past as we go forward um through these strange times so um rest in paradise tony morrison we love you we miss you now on to the foolishness and fuckery (laughs) the following content will not be doing a collaboration with Nicki minaj Start the show. Not here for it. Not not here for it. I'm not even you know, I'm not even gonna wait till we get to the content segment of the show. That song was some bullshit. Uh T Rash. T period rash. T period rash. Um Megan, no now that is no reflection on Megan. Megan killed it. Nikki did not. I am tired of this new fucking thing that Nikki does now. Where she just where she just says the whole verse is just her rhyming one word. One 
word. It started with that China shit. Yeah, it was that China shit. She said China like six times in one verse. I'm sick of that shit. Do you hear an echo in yours? No, not really. Okay. Is that you? You hear it? I hear a little... How about now? Okay. I think... Well, I don't hear me at all, but... Yeah, we'll leave it there. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, So, yeah. I don't like that shit. I don't like Ty Dollar Sign on this song. It feels like they should have got a woman. Y'all could have found SZA. SZA wasn't doing shit. SZA, Lizzo, one of them. Y'all could have found, y'all, y'all found sisters to do that shit. Uh, Ty Dollar Sign just didn't fit there. Ty Dollar Sign just seems like the last option. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, that song was some bullshit. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black... You're a black-ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I am D. Randall, and I would be remiss if I did not uh, speak upon another loss um, over the last week. Okay. And that was uh, the untimely death of Jason Whitlock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, y'all liked that last week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We we kind of went in. Yeah, um, we did that. We we have no regrets. I've not I have not gotten that many text messages about uh, an episode of a podcast in a while. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that people people felt a way about that. Uh, <laughs> Twitter. Somebody said, "Man, I'm I'm at work trying to fight laughing because I because these two are dunking on Jason Whitlock for 10, 10 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, that was worth another broken chair." <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, the episode 53. 53. Damn. Yeah. Damn, we're getting up there. Getting up there in age That's now. right, man. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, how was your week? Busy. This is a busy time of year for me, and I, I hate throwing the word busy out there like that, but it, sure. it truly has been. And it, it's one of those things. I mean, you go through it. Um, you know, I'm I'm well overdue for another vacation. I will say that. Okay. Unlike, I mean, some people. Ah, that's, yeah. Okay. So I did take a little weekend getaway with the gang. Uh, shout to Euphonic. Uh, shout to the rest of the team. Um, we went to Padre. Went to South Padre Island. I have lived in Texas my entire life. I've never been to South Padre Island. Wow. Um. This so this was a. First. It doesn't feel like Texas, does it? Not at all, <laughs> not at all whatsoever. It's slow. It's it's much slower than Texas. Uh, it's much quieter. The water is blue. The water is blue. Um, it feels like a whole other like country. And um, I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting honestly, but I'm glad I didn't get like spring break vibes. South Padre is absolutely a sleepy, a kind of sleepy tourist town that is making money off of people that want to see the beach and turn up. Yeah. Uh, And that is completely fine. Um, One thing I don't understand about, uh, as a matter of fact, if the vibes are right, I'll give y'all a good story. Uh, I, I, I never get personal. Uh, but if the vibes are right later, I'll give y'all a good story. 
This isn't the one you told me earlier, is it? It might be. No, 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 no. No, don't no, give no, him that no, one. No, after, no. After Dark? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that was a lot. All I, all I will say is, Euphonic, if you were listening. He is. I do not trust you. <laughs> Everything that I eat or drink will be will come to me pre-wrapped. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, so um, one thing I don't understand about Padre is how they put up with the tourism. They are so friendly. That's all they have. They are super friendly to everyone. Like, so you can rent these little buggies. Um, these little kind. They they usually fit like four people or something. It's like those little go karts when you're going on like a tour, uh, like in Hollywood or something, or 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 like a a theme park. Mm So, you can rent the buggies, or you can rent. They, oh, they had like the T Rexes. You can rent. I almost, I almost did that shit. Uh, see, if you, if you get a T Rex, you just got to run around shirtless, right? You know, uh, I mean, yeah, blasting, stunting like my daddy or whatever. You gonna wear diesel jean cutoffs, or some <laughs> shit. So we rent the, so we rent the buggies, and the thing that I don't understand now. You can now most of most people that rent the buggies go up and down Padre Boulevard, mm-hmm. um, which is their main street, and it's a big two way. Uh, it's a it, you know it's a it's a big two way thing, and yeah. so what I don't understand is that there are people that will just patiently drive behind you. These are not fast buggies. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty miles an hour at most. Yep. And there are people that will just patiently drive, stroll behind you. And I don't. If, if this would, if that were Houston, it would be a road rage incident. That's why Houston is not a tourist city. That is why Houston is not a tourist <laughs> city. We are fuck the bullshit. We are not friendly to tourists at all. I remember when the Super Bowl was here. We couldn't wait for y'all, motherfuckers to dude, go. I was telling people I know, like, yeah, man, can y'all hurry up and get the fuck out of town though? Well, you know what, Cheryl, Cheryl shared that same sentiment, but allegedly because there was like there was mad sex trafficking mm. that came with the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, we're like the second largest market for tra- sex trafficking. In, are you serious in, for human trafficking in the country? Yeah. Wow. We we're either the first or second. Come to Houston. Man, that's a that's a wonderful promo. That is. <laughs> Um, it's also, I mean, supposedly she got recruit. She they tried to recruit her like mad times. My my problematic take on that is that's also why ICE has not done like very strong crackdowns in Houston because business is too good. I, and I'm not I'm not saying that in a good way, right? You know, I'm just let that be known. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good thing because the status quo is what it is. Yes, right. got you. Um. Um, but, but yeah, we had a good time. Uh, um, it was, it's always nice to get away with the gang and catch up and really just kind of center ourselves as to, you know, what we want to, you know, the goals we want to accomplish as individuals going forward and all that shit. Uh, so shout out to y'all. California, Texas, and then Florida. No surprise there. No surprise. Damn. No surprise there. Florida again. I mean, that's one thing Florida. that we don't want to be better than Florida in. Florida man making guap. Um, 
so yeah, uh, humans ain't shit this week. Um, so coming back to Houston, the one thing that I um like because I didn't I wasn't on social media much. I'm sure a lot of y'all saw my Insta stories, but other than that, I wasn't really checking the you know the the news cycle or anything. So the first thing I see when I'm coming back to civilization is two shootings. Mm. One in El Paso. And shout out to y'all. You know what I love you know what I love about the internet and social media is that people don't really know where things are. So when they hear that something's just in your general state, they just yeah. hit you up to see if you all right. <clears throat> I live nowhere near El Paso. I've never seen El Paso. <laughs> uh I would never be on that part on that part of Texas. Um I actually I actually had to explain to to one person that thank you for your sentiments. However, I am actually closer to Chicago than I am to El Paso. <laughs> um so there was a shooting in El Paso and there was a shooting in was it Dayton, Ohio? Dayton, Ohio, or as Trump calls it, Toledo. <laughs> oh shit. He did not. God damn. Of Come course on, man. he did. Of course he <laughs> did. <laughs> Why would I? God damn, of course he did. Like, I'm incapable of lying about that man. I was going to say, there's nothing There's nothing you could say that's that unbelievable. You can't write fan fiction about this dude because he, it, anyway, any, sorry. So the stag's coming over this. Is it going to come yeah. out on that? No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, um... It wasn't really the shootings that 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 hurt my heart. It's the fact that the government wasted no time, none, to going straight to blaming violent video games. Are you fucking kidding me? Are we back to that? Have they have the has the government run out of original content they, to the point where they're where they're going back and recycling the old material? Like they and they they. I think they're at a point where this administration is like the Ray Romano of talking points. They're out of excuses. They're out of they're out of logic and re I mean they never really had any logic or reasoning behind it to begin with. But they're so far out of excuses that they're just like uh, well, we, 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 uh, just, Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. That's Fortnite, what Fortnite, it is. Fortnite. <sighs> you know, last time it was G last time it was uh, what San Andreas. Yeah, it was, it's always Grand Theft Auto. Oh, it's always Grand Theft Call, Auto. I mean, they never blame Call of Duty because, like, I think isn't one of those games like kind of sponsored or endorsed by the NRA? Yeah, probably. Shit. I don't know. I would imagine so. It's, I mean, I mean, I can't too, talk too bad about it. I just pre-ordered that bitch. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, it's always going to be a violent video game every time. Yeah, um, which is stupid because what the fuck was the KKK doing? What what video game were they playing back in the fucking early 1900s? Hmm. What the yeah. what the fuck? Uh, this back in the days of the old West. What PlayStation did they have? Um, what Xbox did they have? Let me. This country has such a deep, such a deep-seated history with gun violence that blaming video games is just ridiculous. Uh, 
And and I'm gonna tell you another thing. We have to stop the thing where we're waiting on all the old races to die. Because all the shooters now are super young. They're very young. They're that very... kid that had the that had the rifle that with mm-hmm. the, the that was just shooting in the woods and shit. Yeah. That got just expelled from school. Also, I'm pretty sure he ain't gonna have the same energy around some real live niggas though. No, he's not. That's all I'm saying. No, he's not. And, and you know what? Let me and let me get off track one more time and say that's another thing. Don't expel him from school. Give him more school. That's the problem. Is that now he see that before he had somewhere where the law said he had to be. <clears throat> yes. Now he doesn't have that. Now he's just gonna cut up with a gun that he is, seems very trained to use. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh, he'll be all right. He, because because of his privilege, he won't he won't suffer yeah, any type of true. consequences whatsoever for that, his actions. That's true. He will still get into an Ivy League college. I, I mean, he'll he'll still you know. I mean, it, it, I'm baffled. I'm just baffled about the way we're approaching all of this shit. Like, for one thing. Hear that beep? Oh, uh, the the fucking like the Walmart thing. We're gonna think of a, a thoughtful way to approach this. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, you're not gonna stop selling weapons. Um, you're not gonna make it that much harder to obtain weapons. And even if you do, let's keep it a whole thou wow. And admit that, honestly, the weapons that, like, my feeling is that the weapons that you're trying to make it harder to sell, that's not going to solve the problem because the problem isn't the weapons that you that you might sell. The problem is the weapons that are already on the streets. And the problem with that is that I doubt the weapons are being obtained legally. The weapons that are being obtained legally, I don't think that's the problem. It's the ones you can get on the internet. It's the ones you can get with n- almost no ID or background check at a gun expo. I so, don't feel like Walmart is the problem here. here, here here's, here's my thing, y'all. Guns are not the problem. Um, the ability to buy guns legally or illegally is not the problem. Mm. Um now, yes, there are plenty of people out there that have guns in their possession, military-grade weapons and so forth. Mm-hmm. That is not the problem. Okay. The problem is the people. The problem is the climate of hatred and discrimination upon which this country is founded to begin with. There were people who, when they came to this country, they were promised a certain status quo. And that status quo came at the expense of of other people um the the country was built on the backs of other people of other people true and then a particular group felt like they were entitled to a certain status quo and standard of living based upon the blood sweat and tears of other people and when when the people begin to rise up against the status quo and over the course of several hundred years people began to recognize that these other people had the same inalienable rights as a certain class of people did, 
the people who were used to a certain status quo rejected it and still reject it to this day. But we still have people in the highest offices of government, in, in the highest offices of media, and, and pretty much every other institution in this country who still give these same people that, that message of entitlement and promises of them attaining the status quo. And so these people get fed up and they lash out at the very people upon which this company, this this country's, this country was founded upon. So, to me, they could talk about guns. They could talk about the NRA. They could talk about all this shit. But the problem is, they are inciting people to take action against an irrational belief that they are being threatened by people who just want to fucking live. Right. That's all people want to do when you when you criminalize. People who are considered "quote unquote" illegal aliens, and, and, and by the way, let's not forget that at the same time that your boy was visiting El Paso for his photo opportunity, that ICE conducted a raid—the largest raid, one of the largest raids in history in Mississippi. Same day, 680 undocumented workers were picked up on the first day of school. So some kids, a lot of kids, got out of school to find out that their parents were gone. Same day. God damn. And these are not people who are coming here to 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 destroy your way of life. These are not people who are here to take away things that you yourself want. These are just people that want to make their quality of life better. Most of them were quite literally people who were at work working. How do you come and pick people up at work? That that's what fucked me up. So so fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all who don't want to address what the real root of the fucking problem is. And I, I you know, it's easy. It's the so, culture. It's the culture. And it's easy for us to just say white supremacy and leave it at that. But it goes much deeper than that, y'all. Yeah, I was going to say. Huh? It, it goes a lot deeper than that. It, it goes to an intentional and systemic criminalization of anyone who does not meet the status quo that was promised to a certain group of people. And they are irrationally upset about it. And don't give me this mental health bullshit. Yeah, that's getting corny. Especially when the same motherfucker that said this shot down legislation that would prevent people with a history of medical issues or or mental health issues from buying guns. So he's basically saying, like, yes, even if you have a mental issue, you can still buy a gun. Oh, by the way, this guy who just shot 24 motherfuckers had a mental problem. I don't blame, and I don't blame the people with mental problems. I blame the rhetoric. I blame the rhetoric that they're receiving. Absolutely. There's, it's not the cause, it's the context. Yes. Because there are people with mental problems who have never shot anyone. Very, very much so. There are people with, ne- with mental problems who would never harm another living soul. And there are people with mental problems who live in who live in environments and live in uh who live among cultures that don't do anything but watch fucking Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck Tucker and fucking Carlson. Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson with that stupid ass bow tie and and receive context of a culture that is aggressive and violent 
towards other people who just want to, as Randall said, fucking live. You shooting people in Walmart, bro. So here's my thing. In a Walmart. Here's my thing. If you weren't such a little coward bitch and you really had that energy and you really felt like you needed to take down the people that were threatening you, you going to shoot people in Walmart? Why don't you go out and like, like, why is Walmart the threat? Why is Walmart the threat? No, it's it's, it's because you're a pussy. You're a wild pussy, and you're shooting people who pose no threat to you. Why don't you go to the? Let me, nope. Let me not invite that. Let me not invite that. Why? I mean, if you really, I feel if, you, if you were really about that energy, though, you know, like tested against, tested against like some MS13 motherfuckers or something, you know, tested tested against some people that you feel like might really be Listen. some some bad hombres. You know what I'm saying? Find some people, pick on somebody your own size. You know? Pick on somebody that's strapped up, too. Real talk. And see how this shit turns out for you. That's some cowardly shit, man. And um, But I'm not going to invite that energy out there, man. And just on a, and, and you know, just on another note, um, we definitely want to send our condolences, um, our condolences and our uh, prayers out to the families of uh, those lost in these uh, senseless tragedies. And we're sick of having to say that shit, man. Sick of having to say that shit because it only counts for so much. It only... I, I'm, I'm doing it because I feel that way and because... It's the it's the right it's the right thing to do with the content with the opportunity that we've been given to create content and to magnify our voices. But at the same time, it only does so much. So yeah, we're tired of having to say it. We won't stop. We won't stop saying it because we won't stop meaning it. But I'm tired of having to. I'm tired of having to, and I'm tired. Uh, and, it's 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 corny, man. It's getting old. A lot of it's getting old, and it's not. It, 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 it people think it can't get any worse. It can. Niggas know. Niggas know. Niggas know. It can. Um. Song of the week, man. Um, I want to get a little upbeat. I realize we we tackled a lot of serious shit right away. Um, it definitely had to be discussed, but we're going to go ahead and get upbeat for you. I'm amazed that I've never played anything from this guy. This is a guy named Tom Mish. Mm -hmm. Tom Mish, a guy from across the pond, um, over on the UK featuring De La Soul. Uh, this is called It Runs Through Me. Uh, so go ahead, pour yourself something, get comfortable, uh... Shake off the shake off the bad vibes. We're gonna have a good show, man. Uh, until then, go ahead and get into this Tom Mish. We will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. One, two, three, four. Special song 
can move my mood along But I cannot say you'll hit through my guitar She told me at the baseline And everything will be alright She told me that the groove is mine It will take us through the night Say no, you with that summer glow. The music gives me sun when winter starts. She told me at the baseline, and everything will be alright. She told me that the beat is mine, it will rock us through the night. And where I go, can't explain, I'll never know. But it's beautiful. Take this away from me Oh, the way I hear the melody The waves bring clarity Running through me You can't take this away from me Oh, the way I hear the melody The waves bring clarity Running through me Nice. Loosen up too, man. Tom, Tom Mish is one of those guys that I, I, I fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube um, 
I think it was last year, yeah. and, and that song popped up, and I was like, this dude really, like, he really has some nice shit. Yeah, man, he's, he's been having a good run. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely go cop some of that. Uh, definitely available on Spotify. Definitely that song is available on our Opinions While Black featured music playlist, which is available for you to follow if you are on Spotify. Um, I don't know, sometime in year two we'll figure out something about getting that on other Maybe. other venues. We'll see what happens. Shout out to the homie Jess, aka the Curly Nerd, for um What up, Jess? Um informing me after listening to last week's episode that oh, uh um I may have exceeded the quota for uh bomb drops <laughs> on a single episode. And, uh, you may have noticed that I'm I'm a little bit more constrained. Conservative, with, conservative the, with the with, sound effects. With the, with the, with the, <laughs> Uh, but I told y'all last week it was going to be spicy. It was going to be hella spicy. Uh, we're that's what we're going for in year two. Year two is going to be a <laughs> spicy year. Um, let's see what's going. Let's see what's going on out in the world, out mm. in the news, man. Um, okay, so this new thing. So Colin Kaepernick, I think he's gone. Like, there's actually a counter now. Colin Kaepernick has gone like 890-something days, I believe. Yeah, it's been like three years almost. Without a job. Um, and, the news is, and the news has come out. He's definitely been talking about it, that he has remained in top physical condition um, should, should he get the call. Yeah. Here's my issue with this. I feel like the messages are getting mixed now. Because I thought this was put to I honestly I thought this whole issue I thought the whole conversation of Colin Kaepernick was put to bed when the NFL cut one when the NFL cut him a check two when Nike cut him a check basically because of the foul treatment he was getting in the NFL here's my thing so, at that moment, I felt like that was a time where where Colin Kaepernick was divesting from the people who had mistreated him and was like, well, fuck them, I'll just get money. Fuck them, I'll get money, I'm going to do my thing. Great. Um, and that, and it wouldn't be such a big deal had it not inspired a whole movement of people divesting from football. <clears throat> I divested from it because shit was boring. I divested from it. It's just it, it. It. Well, I don't get. I don't really get enough time to invest in football lately. Um, in the past couple years, but I definitely. It was definitely a, a an inspiration to not support. And a lot of people divested from football. Um, based on this very issue. Yep. So now when you come back and you say, well, I'm ready if the call comes out. After you've gotten all this money from both sides of the fence because of the racism, the white supremacy, and the, basically the way you were mistreated within the league, and now you're saying I'm ready when the call goes out, it it's a weird it 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 brings up the question why would you want to go back to those people on on the one hand you know on the one hand i know that when someone truly has a passion for something 
right that there is something in them that resents being kept away from that thing for whatever reason sure even if it defies logic for them to want to go back into it so that that part of it i do understand um you know he loves he loves he he's always loved football and it was taken from him he didn't have the choice um but it was taken from him my thing on the other hand is as a grown ass man um let me not say that cuz he's a grown ass man yeah. I'm, I'm just making yeah. i'm just filling in words now um but the the kind of person i am i would be ready to move on and right. i would i would I would take this new platform that I have to create other things. And, and he's a smart guy. I think he can do that. He's a smart guy. And, you know, it, 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 you know, you don't have to take another hit. You don't have to run the increased risk of having CTE later in life. Agreed. And you're right. When they, when Nike, or not Nike, when, uh, when the NFL paid him that undisclosed amount, that would have been the perfect time to close a chapter and... You know, either either focus more on, you know, his civil rights causes or to create some type of entity to do something. And not saying that's what he should do. I'm just saying if I were in that position, that's what I would be more inclined to do. I no, I agree. I would not give a shit about football. And and, and at that and, point. And, and and that's true. And and I think because we've seen that with young with with young black men young black women as well, excuse me. With young black people in sports entertainment. That the new thing is like I feel like we're not we're not gonna see the guy that's been in the that's that's been playing for twenty years yeah. anymore. We're not gonna see it. Marshawn Marshawn wanted to get his check and get out. You're definitely not gonna see that in football. We're, we're not gonna see the mm-hmm. Doug Fluties. No. And the uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the quarterback. The oh, the guy. Never mind. The the Brent Favre's Brett Favre, Favre, yeah. We're not gonna see that anymore. Definitely not out of black people. No. Just just out of how we're how we're treated and the way we're paid now, it's easy to just get your check real quick and get out. And we see young people being smart with their money now. So the expect I guess the expectation was there that he was gonna get his check and be gone and start a new chapter. And the thing is, we're always going to have two minds about this in the community. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be people that want that want to divest and create their own and divest from uh, uh, racist spaces. And there are going to be people that want to integrate. Both are necessary. Yeah. Both both solutions are necessary because you know we are not a monolith. But from him to go from one to the other to the other. It feels like it's sending a mixed message, and it feels like it's like now we have to ask the question: Why are people kneeling? Again, I know why they're kneeling, but as far as the message it sends, yeah, we have to reevaluate that now. We have to set new terms. Um, because Cap definitely wants because Cap wants to come back. He wants he wants a comeback story. He wants to prove that he was still able to stand up. No pun intended to to this shit. Isn't that that movie? Like that movie coming out? I don't. Brian Banks. I've I've I I don't know what that movie's about. I haven't. It's like that. The the Aldous Hodge. Shout to Aldous Hodge getting work. Okay. 
yeah, he he got he got arrested and jailed wrongfully, and he no. got out, and they they just told him he was too old to play. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I probably won't watch it. But I mean, you know, shout out to to the NBA, for example. Right. Um, the NFL makes twice as much, more than twice as much revenue that the NBA does. And if you look at how the players in the NBA are able to shape their own destinies a bit more, and you, you can tell that there is there is a culture of entrepreneurship that's prevalent, especially in the in the, the newer generation of, of NBA players. So if you see someone like a LeBron, if, if something were to happen to LeBron and he was not able to play basketball tomorrow or you know, the same circumstances happened to him, I think he would it would be easier for him to walk away. Because because all through his career he's diversified his bonds so to speak, and has other avenues in which to uh, expend his energies, if you will. And Maverick, his business partner, basically his business manager. Yeah. I say. I just think if you if you if you if you give if you give them the sense that the money that you make from football is a resource for what you can do later in life. Exactly. It'll change it. Again, shout out to Marshawn Lynch, who never spent a dime of his NFL salary. Apparently never spent any of that shit. And now he's rebuilding, you know, uh, neighborhoods in Oakland and and doing wonderful things and shouting at soccer moms and eating Skittles. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're, I'm glad it's definitely opening up an avenue for that conversation. Uh, to be had about um, black young black people and their roles in sports entertainment and if they're dead set on us not being there on our terms then we should just get our check and get out You're right and do what we want to do um, so uh, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for that conversation to be open I'm sure Nike can pay as well as the NFL does I feel like I, I feel like that's what happened. I would just I would just work for Nike, man. Just. That man, I know they got a job waiting on him. No CTE, man. Michael Jordan wrote wrote that Nike check out like when he was just specifically doing Nike commercials and shit before he became his own brand. Look, N- Nike was paying good fucking money because they kept him for a long time. I'm saying him and him and Spike Lee. I'm saying. Um. But yeah, so um, that's definitely a conversation to be had that can be had, and we will definitely be revisiting that because I'm sure we have not heard the end of uh, the Cap story, uh, even when they get like fucking Terrence Howard to play Colin Kaepernick or something. Uh, wouldn't be my pick, but sure. Five steps and go wide right, man. Man. <laughs> I need uh, you to get tighter on your plants, man. <laughs> you can't be cutting like that, man. <laughs> we can't, we can't let them chew up the clock on us, man. <laughs> Catch the motherfucking ball, man. <laughs> oh man, where my offensive line at? <laughs> they killing me back here, man. <laughs> Any given Sunday, you gonna win or you gonna lose, man. <laughs> got to put pressure on the ball, man. <laughs> oh, that was another episode of Nigga Peace Theater. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, glad to have Nigga Peace Theater back. Um, former Ohio University standout Donnell DJ Cooper. 
<laughs> so this nigga. Now we getting back to the mess. The spicy shit. <laughs> so this nigga, DJ Cooper did not. So he, so he was trying to. He was going out for a team overseas, which is the new thing now. You know what? Maybe that's the new thing. Maybe Cap should do overseas and just spit to everybody's face. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Go, but yeah, DJ Cooper was trying to was trying out for a team overseas, and they had to drug test him. And it turned out, uh, the drug test revealed inadvertently that DJ Cooper is pregnant. What? What? Wait! 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 What? 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 Yep. Yep. Test positive. He was pregnant. Well, congratulations. Congratulations to DJ Cooper. A man. <laughs> if you have not figured that out. Uh, congratulations to DJ Cooper. Uh, we will definitely be uh, keeping up with the uh, the w- with the baby shower. That gender reveal is going to be so lit. That gender reveal is going to be a fucking beast. I'm sure he's uh, registered at all the usual suspects. Bath and Body Works. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, a Target, bunch, of course. Target, of course. A bunch of other people that aren't giving us a fucking check. Um... So just to be clear, just so everybody understands, just so everybody understands what's happening, he uh, he was he was he was tested for drugs. It was a drug test, as you know, professional athletes are wanting to undergo, and uh, it turns out that he used his girlfriend's urine, and his girlfriend happened to be pregnant. Happened so to be pregnant. Surprise so. and surprise. Right? <laughs> um. So yeah, that's awkward. Uh. But you so know, he, so he's suspended. It's uh, well. It's a Bosnian team, so it's probably fine. I'm pr- I'm sure they don't have all those rules over there. Uh, no, he got suspended. Well, oh, okay, I mean, he got suspended. Yeah, all right. Fair I, enough. I don't know for how long. Fair enough. Um, uh, uh, Cooper, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to be slick, at least try to be slicker than fucking Zendaya on Euphoria. <sighs> even she even she knew where to get quality piss from. Gotta find. A virginal white girl. Let me tell you something. Um, I've only watched three episodes of Euphoria so far. Dude, I'm, I'm 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 on my I'm on my binge now. I'm back on I'm back on my shit, dude. Uh, I've only watched three episodes. This is a fucked up. Let me tell you something. I I, I hate to get off on a tangent because we're gonna go into uh, content anyway. But Euphoria Zendaya is killing it. It's a lot of dicks on this show. It's a lot of dicks on this show. I will say, as the season progresses, there are fewer penises on screen. Okay, fair enough. Yes, and it's not that. It, and again, I didn't mean that to be homophobic. It's not making me uncomfortable. It's it's it's. There's a shocking amount of penises. There's on a <laughs> like right off the muscle. Like whoa! And you're not. And when you're not used to that from mainstream content. It can be jarring, so I'm not saying that in a homophobic way. I don't have a I don't have a problem with it, but it took some getting used to right off the muscle first episode. Yeah. Tons of penises. I would say if there were if there were as many titties on screen as there were penises, even I would still be like, damn, there's a lot, a lot of, titties of titties right on screen right now. And I think we all know there's never. There's almost never like too many titties for me, but if there were as many titties. On this screen, as there were penises, I would be worried about this show. Like, like on Game of Thrones, the Khaleesi was naked all of the time. 
and still not as many titties <laughs> as there were penises in Euphoria. Um, so I'm getting through Euphoria. Hopefully, I will have binged it. It's not a long. It's not a long season. I'll have binged it and probably have something to say about it uh, next week. Okay. Because uh, I know the season's up. Um, and also, I, I hopefully I want to explore. There, somebody had a <clears throat> a theory from the beginning <clears throat> uh, that Zendaya's character is like has been dead all along. So I don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, uh, I will say that the, the creator of the show has put out an article addressing it. Addressing it. Okay, fair enough. Um, as long as we're talking about content, uh, I didn't give y'all a lot. I didn't give y'all a lot of commentary on content last week. Um, new albums. I yes, yes. I know the new Rick Ross album is out. I don't care. Why? I don't care. Why? It's the best of drug dealer cosplay rap. I mean, <laughs> yes. Hey man. Oh, I'm I'm using that forever. That shit knocks though, man. I hey. I will say Rick Ross is one of the best beat pickers of all time. The best. And we've learned that beat picking can get you a long way. Or it can get you not so long away. Ask Nas. Um. Uh. But uh, so yeah, I'm not fucking. I'm not doing that. I might listen. I might listen to a little bit. I'm not giving Rick Ross too much airtime. I just. I don't like anything. I, I don't like him as a rapper. I don't like the words that come out of his mouth. And I don't like the sequence they come out in. No, none of it. I, none of it. Lemon. I've never heard a good Rick Ross line. Lemon pepper only flats. Oh, man. Yeah, all that shit. Great beat picker. So good for him. Um, but since we're talking about uh, new music... Or old music, it's time for Drake Watch. That's right, our recurring segment about what Six God's doing, where he's doing it, who he's doing it with, and whether there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. Ooh. Um, this time around, and um, right, I, I discovered it on the way to uh, Padre, Drake snuck out um, Care Package. Mm-hmm. Which is basically a hodgepodge collection of uh, Lucy singles that did not make it to, uh, that that weren't on an album that were not previously available on any streaming services. Uh, But it's shit that you've heard. If you've heard any Drake over the past 10 years or so, Mm -hmm. you're familiar with at least some of this music. That's about how far back it goes, too. Yeah. Um, I I was very appreciative because uh, it had my joint draft day. I don't know how I haven't played that on the show. How about now was on that joint. How about now? Uh, Drake's all uh, uh Drake's Drake's live ass verse from uh Aston Martin music. One of my uh, one of my quietest kept favorite songs by him. Girls love Beyonce. Yes, yes. Um, 4 a.m. in Calabasas was jamming. Uh, yeah, that definitely got a lot of airplay from me and Padre. Six, 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 six. six. Um, 
This was a smart... Okay, so this was a smart move for Six God. Why was this a smart move for Six God? Because we expected some current content with him having uh, no guidance, with him and Chris having no guidance, getting a lot of... Yeah, getting a lot of a lot of spin, a lot of airplay. So he had to ride that wave. Yep. Um, it's the summer, mm-hmm. so everybody expects something from Drake. Yeah. This is his. This is his time. Um. And it, you know, and I'm sure that cover costed him no money. He went outside, took a picture of <laughs> one of his vehicles, and uh, went and said, "This is the this is the album cover." Um, and also it, it was smart because it tapped into the nostalgia factor. Yeah. When you have a career that goes back with this particular generation, the way Drake does, and we've seen so many, uh, transformations or so many sides of him over the course of 10 years, really more than 10 years, I think, um, there's a lot of ground to cover there, and I feel like Care Package covered all that ground. Yeah. If there's anything you've liked from mixtape Drake, if there's if you've ever liked mixtape Drake, if you've ever liked, you know, any of the eras, um, uh, sing song Drake, uh, fucking whatever you call thank me thank me now Drake, any of that, this is there's representation on this seat on on this shit for oh, you. Yeah. And also, I think he was just tired of losing out on those streams. And people going to SoundCloud where they have bad mixes of his shit. Most importantly. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, he definitely wanted to cash in. And he wanted to make sure he was giving us something for the summer. Um, I don't really want to make too much of something that is recycled content. But I did appreciate Care Package. Um... As far as visual content goes, um, I didn't get to these last week, but I definitely want to talk about them this week. Uh, I was on Amazon Prime, and I saw Idris Elba's directorial debut, Yardy. Hmm. Hmm. was that? Um. Okay. It was, it was, I, yeah. it, I, I had to sit with it. I see. Um, it was pretty good. I have to say, oh, okay. I was impressed. Me and my mom, me and my mom both are big on like Jamaican gangster movies. What a guan! What guan? What guan, ya pussy whore? <laughs> um, that's terrible patois for me, but. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not I great. To, I didn't want to tell you. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciated Yardy because, um, I feel like it it captured that it, it captured that culture of film for people that like the like like the corny like like it, it almost like how Kill Bill captured the low budget Shaw Brothers mm-hmm. type martial arts movies with a budget. Gotcha. I feel like Idris captured what is great about movies like Shatas and shit like that. But with a budget, but with a budget and overarching storyline that people can <laughs> get, people can kind of grasp onto. It wasn't. It just wasn't dudes wearing like open-toed sandals. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Well, not all. But um, I would definitely say if you are not familiar with patois, um, I would definitely advise you to keep your captions on. 
<laughs> now, did they translate in the captions, or did they did they hit them up with like what they were actually saying? Um, when they said like for mandem, little of both. Wagwan. A little. Uh, it was a okay. little of both, but it was definitely something that somebody can comprehend. Okay, so they didn't necessarily loot Cage season two of them. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, none of that, none of that. Um, and they definitely caught the spirit of the culture. They caught the spirit of dance hall. Um, it, they one thing I loved that they did was they kept the sound system in the dance hall terrible. Something like that. If you go to a dance hall and the shit don't sound like you're in the drive-through at McDonald's, <laughs> you are not in the right fucking dance hall. Get the fu- right. Get the fuck out of there immediately. The sound system you should hear you should hear more more buzzing of the speakers from all the rattle of the yeah. bass than you should the actual fucking music. The microphones should be terrible. Excuse I <laughs> <laughs> They so they really captured that spirit and I was really appreciative of that. Um for those of you that are fiends for Jamaican gangster films like me rest assured there is shooting within at least the first three to five minutes of the movie Irie. so you get a corny so you get a corny West Indian death scene <laughs> where you're not sure if the bullets actually hit that person or not or it looks like maybe they fell too fast I'm telling you everything they do with like everything they do to capture the spirit of like corny martial arts movies, yeah. But with a good budget, they did that same thing for Yardy. So I was really appreciative. Idris did it. I have to say, I like Idris's directorial vision. I like his color palette. I think he needs to. I think he needs to get comfortable with a uh, with a good director of photography. Mm-hmm. Um, who the DP was not bad here, but I think for the color palette he was trying to get across. When he gets when 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 he gets his team, you know every director has to have their team. I think when he gets a a, a good veteran seasoned DP, I think there's gonna be I I I think he's gonna do really well. I can see Idris making an, another couple of movies. He seems to be wanting to do everything. Um, I think this is a good start for him. Uh, I think Yardi probably got a quite a bit of streams. Um, other movie I watched was Fast Color. Hmm. Now, the story with Fast Color, for those of you that don't know, was this is a movie basically about three generations of black women with superpowers. Well, they're not really framed as superpowers, but it's kind of more of an, more in an Octavia Butler kind of sense. But, um, women with three generations of superpowers and, um... It's it's very character based. And it's more about them coming together, so forth and so forth. You know how that goes. Um, the story with this movie was that it did not get a lot of press at all. And when I say that, I mean I don't think it got any press. And the the studio basically swept it under the rug, and a lot of people didn't know about it until it was out in limited theaters. Yeah. Um, and so. What happened in retrospect was that when it came out on DVD, a lot of people started uh, trying to support it that way. 
Um, so I went on. I ordered from Amazon. I don't regret my purchase. Um, this was a really good movie, and I think this was a good movie for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I think in the context of superhero type movies and things revolving around superpowers, I think we were overdue for a contemplative movie like this. Word. Where the superpowers are kind of the backdrop and it's very drama based. So I think we were overdue for that. I didn't know if the audience was ready for something like that coming off of Endgame. <sighs> That that and that's and that's a that's a tough position to be in. Like it's, it's hard to follow up. It's hard to follow up Captain America beating Thanos over the head with a fucking hammer, bro. With a drama, bro. That's you know insane. what I mean? Like there should just be like a moratorium on superhero movies for at least eight months after that shit comes out. Can't follow that up. But you can't. You can't. You can't control that. Yeah. Do. But shout out to them for doing it. Right, because they went there. That's what I'm trying to do. God damn it! And so um, I really appreciated that they went there and they did something contemplative. The movie is a little uneven. It's a little uneven. Yeah. Um, but um, the audacity to do something like this when in the in the era of big budget, beat the shit out of each other superhero movies, yeah, is amazing. The other thing I like that they did was that. Um, the powers are the superpowers, and I'm not gonna give anything away. But the superpowers in question could be framed in a destructive manner, but they never are. Mm. It, it's never a it, it it's never about oh this person could have the power to level a whole city block kind right. of thing. It's not framed that way, and I think it was smart to not frame it that way in a movie that's centered around black women. Good. So I thought that was I thought that was really innovative. Imagine when they have PMS. Right, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, didn't get true. any of that. Right. Um, uh, and you know the white people did pretty good. I'll say the white people in this movie were okay. Okay. And also, it's getting picked up as a series uh, that Viola Davis will be producing. Dope. I like that Viola Davis is getting in her producer bag. Let's go. She producing that Octavia Butler shit, and it makes sense because Fast Color is definitely they tried. I mean, they tried to frame it in the superhero era because there are women with powers, but it's definitely more of a Octavia Butler sci-fi fantasy kind of thing. Yeah. So very happy about that. Um, what else was I gonna go over? There was one more thing I was gonna go over. I'm not going to go. You no, know, I'll save that for the top three. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Opinions While Black. You are currently experiencing Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I don't know if I'm drunk, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling nice. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I, don't, I hope you don't. Do you mind if I kill this? I, I saved that for you. All right. I here mean, we you, you, you kind of told me to not. Oh, yeah, that's right. To not kill it, but, you know. That's a. That's a. It's a corner, but it's a heavy pour it's a corner. Heavy pour. 
It's a heavy pour. It's a heavy pour. Got yeah. a last little that corner is. of Coke there. It's probably still going to be a heavy pour. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah, that's going to get me through the rest of this. <laughs> and just in time, too, because it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Okay, shut up. No. There we go. I'm losing, <laughs> I'm losing my... Uh, I'm nice. losing it, man. You are indeed nice. <laughs> uh, so I have, a, I have a submission, and then I have a submission for myself. Okay. I have a submission for myself, and then there's... And then I, there's a story that's maybe the funniest thing that I've ever heard happen to a white person. Damn. Uh, first is our submission from our senior white people must be stopped correspondent, <laughs> Mr. Ibasol Fallon. Yes. Shout out, Chef. Still thinking about those quesadillas, man. Oh, those were delicious, weren't they? Oh. Man, God, God bless him. We don't deserve them. Shout out to Niella Catering. Uh... Uh, it, I believe he said it was Niella catering on all uh, social media outlets. Um, this is a this is an, uh, an article from the Atlantic. Uh, Donald Trump supporters would like to be clear. Okay, they are tired of being called racist. Okay, I can I see that. Okay. Um, Leave it to the president's eldest son to set the tone. Last night, was this last night? No, it was a couple nights ago. Uh, last night at the seventeen uh, at the seventeen thousand five hundred person capacity U.S. Bank Arena downtown here. Uh, this is in Cincinnati. Um, Notice how they put seven, how they put the capacity, but that's not necessarily how many people showed up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you noticed that they do that now right. since like nobody showed up to the inauguration? <laughs> they just tell you how many people they can hold. They'll tell you how many people actually came. You ain't slick, we motherfucker. Um, Donald Trump Jr. strode onto the stage two hours before the president was scheduled to speak. The venue was already brimming. People waited two hours for that motherfucker. It had a it had a rough it had been a rough week for his father. On July twenty eighth, President Trump was once again deemed racist after lashing out at House Oversight Chairman Elijah Cummings, whose district includes part of Baltimore. Trump referred to the city 40 miles north of Washington as a disgusting, rat-and-roaded, infested mess in which no human being would want to live. Mm. Uh, that's mean even for Baltimore. Spicy. Um, those comments came shortly after the president suggested that four progressive women, congresswomen of color go back to the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came prompting the crowd at his July 17th rally in Greenville, North Carolina to chant, send her back. Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, that just sounds like a Neil Young concert I don't want to go to. Uh, Trump, though he later disavowed the chant, did nothing to stop it. Last night, Trump supporters in Cincinnati were eager to defend their man. 
It's amazing that when Donald Trump makes a comment about Baltimore, it's racist, it's terrible, it's this. But when the mayor of that town, when the congresswoman from that town, when the congressman from that town says the exact same thing, oh, no problem, Trump Jr. boomed, referring to a statement that Cummings made in 1999 calling Baltimore drug-infested. Did he use it in the context of Baltimore is drug-infested and I want to clean it up? It, it, it doesn't matter. That's right. It, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter, but that is a valid question. Um, oh, you still, oh, you're still going. You got more. It's sad, he continued, that using racism has become the easy button of left-wing politics. They make it easy. Like, y'all make it so easy. Because guess what? It is still it still is an issue, but by making a mockery of it, by saying every time by saying it every time you can't win a fight, oh we're just gonna push the button, it's racist. You hurt those that are actually afflicted by it. People hear it, they roll their eyes and they walk on. And that's a disgrace. And that's what you've been given in the identity politics of the left. Uh, we can go ahead and stop there. Bro, so So a couple of things wrong there. Can I can I make three quick points? Do it. Point number one, it's an easy thing to pin on them because they make it so easy. This is true. If you stop being racist, you'll stop being called racist. Maybe. Um, Probably not. Number two. I won't stop. After that after that little speech came out, uh, well, after the whole thing with, with your boy calling this a, a rodent ratchet ro- rat rat roach infested whatever he did all that shit um it was brought to our attention that jared kushner owns plenty of baltimore area apartments oh many of which are infested with rodents oh wow damn that's almost that's almost like calling out drugs in the community after you funneled them into the community hashtag snowfall and thirdly, I understand that you're tired of being called a racist. I understand that. I kind of do. I'm tired of being called a nigger. You what are we going to do about that, sir? You know what else I'm tired of? I'm tired of this bullshit term identity politics. That's that's called getting your ass called out. Identity. Let's be very clear about something. No black people are rolling their eyes and walking away from the conversations of racism. It's not happening. We tried to, unless you're uh, well, uh, uh, unless you're Ben Carson. No, we. I mean, we've we've tried to throughout history. We've tried to, and we still get lynched and hung and killed. Right. And burned. We don't get we don't get the privilege of rolling our eyes and walking away from anything anymore. It seems. We don't get that privilege sitting in our house. We don't get that privilege uh, at school. We don't get that privilege um, at work. There was a time where black people would actually get killed for not acknowledging someone calling them a nigger. Someone, someone, people. I've, I've actually seen official reports, and you know, of course, this is back in the Jim Crow days. Um, these are police reports. In which they they'll they'll report a lynching, and the reason for the lynching was because the Negro did not acknowledge the 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 addressing by a white person. Uh, 
don't know, man. It's it it has to be very difficult to be a racist in these days and times when you're so visible and it's so easy to call you out about it. And it's so easy for people to call you that and then and then to provide evidence as to why you are a racist. It's not identity politics. You motherfuckers created the identities. I did and let's be let's be clear. Identity politics, the only reason identity politics is a term now is because y'all aren't comfortable hearing the word racism. We don't get to not be comfortable with, we don't get to shy away from, we don't get to cringe. We always have to face that shit. Yes. So even calling it identity politics is you admitting that you are a fucking coward. So let's keep that a stack. Um, I had a quick personal uh, account of racism. So there's this lady at my job, a recurring uh, customer, client. Um, she's not a nice person. And uh, I've worked with, I've, I've had to work with her. Um, for as long as I've been working at this job. And I knew right away, my spider sense tingled <laughs> when she asked me off-duty, mm. do, you, do you ever smile? I said yes. It was a straight face. She said when? I said, I'll let you know. She has never liked me since then. She asked me another time if I ever smiled. I said yes. She said when. I said when I am amused. Clearly, it's not an amusing conversation. <laughs> she has called corporate. She's called corporate not on me, but oh, I was like, no, 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 not on me. Uh, I. I, 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 I would have saved her, no, because if it got that far, I'd have saved her the time of calling corporate and just got myself fired that day. I'm sorry. I wanted to report that Oz isn't smiling. And so, um, no, she's called corporate on us, on my staff, for stupid reasons. But uh, the I, I have hit the last straw and will just refuse to serve her at all times, no matter how busy it is, no matter how short-staffed we are. I will refuse to do anything in the service of this woman. She came in the she came into the store recently and she told my black uh coworker that he was that he was uh that he spoke so well. That he was so well spoken and that he talked so proper. You could almost hear the for a black guy. You could hear it. You could hear it. For a black guy. It's right, exactly. It was that little whisper. It's like you could hear the ocean. Ice cold. Let me tell you something. Not only was it, she had to dig in her bag and pull out the vintage, mid condition. Unpreserved from the time capsule racism. He speaks so well. 
I love it. I love it when it, when people are when people are surprised that black people I, speak English like I was about everybody to say, else. If you ever want to make that a fun discussion, because I mean th- that still happens to me every once in a while. You know what I ask them in response? Oh, thank you. Why does that surprise you? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise me. It's it's no. It, I mean, it's just. I mean, you know, because like a lot of people can. Oh, okay. See, oh, okay. Got sure. Yeah, a lot, of, lot, of, oh, a lot okay. of people. A lot of okay. people. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, what about and, uh, what about Tyler over here? Does Tyler also speak well? I mean, he does. Did you compliment Tyler? I mean, I I can. Okay. I mean, I mean. Oh, no, no, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Am I? Do you? Do you, do you really? What am I thinking? No, it's not. <sighs> Come on, I'm not like that. They can't even say race. I grew they up can't in, even say it. I grew up in A-Leaf. Oh, <laughs> 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 they don't say something like that. You ain't grew up in no fun. You ain't been to the skating rink. Get the fuck out of here. Um, you went to A-Leaf Taylor, goddammit. <laughs> right. And here's, the, and, and, and here's the thing. My coworker, I had another coworker. He is of Latin descent. Um, he and this is not a bad reflection of him, but he likes to see the good in everybody. I don't get that luxury. I wish I could do that. Yeah. He goes, well, I don't know. I mean, I know he has. I well, I know she has a black husband. <laughs> and I go, let me. I go, let me let you in on a little secret. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something, and you can put this in your pocket. Oh, later you're gonna think I'm a genius. You gave him the secret. Uh, I'll tell you a little secret. Oh, shh, 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 shh. that might embolden her to be more racist because she has a live-at-home nigga consulate. <laughs> She's got a nigga representative in her district that has made vows and is almost obligated to smile and nod with her bullshit. And I'm guessing he's from that generation that does exactly this. Wow. And hands out the black passes. See, this is another one of those situations. I've told a story like this before. This is another one of those situations where when she's out in the world doing shit like this, if I see you in the street, I'm holding you responsible. I'm not going to say shit to her. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Bruh. Me and you Bruh. are going to throw hands. As a matter of fact, if y'all you know, if y'all have a company function and they show up there together, you just need to take it upon yourself to go, excuse me, bruh. Let me holler at you let for me, just Let a me sec. get five outside. Let yeah. me get five outside. And if he doesn't know what that means... <laughs> We need to have 10 outside. We need to have 10 outside. In the immortal words of Zab Judah, <laughs> let me get that. Five outside, baby. <laughs> let me hold that. Let me hold that. Let me get that. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, fuck that. So, yeah, fuck that tired ass lady and her small ass and her small ass shorts to be 45 plus. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it ain't cool. Right. Uh,. Uh, so yeah, fuck her, fuck her husband, um, 
and fuck that and fuck that raggedy ass truck they ride in on. Damn. Um. So there's that. Um. The story I really wanted to get to. Really looking forward to this week. A white woman. It doesn't matter where. Mm. A white woman who was on a salmon fish, who was in a salmon fishing contest. Okay. That already sounds very, very white. Put an octopus, a baby octopus, on her face. Oh, is she was losing the salmon fishing contest mm. and decided that if she couldn't win, she was gonna, still going to make it spicy for the gram. And put a baby octopus on her face. And grammed it for real. Yeah. Not only did the did the octopus bite and poison her, she was hospitalized. Mm. And I believe the update is to this to is that right she currently has a pus bubble on her chin. For her trouble. Um, the most amusing thing about that article is that the octopus. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> the lady was described as the victim. <laughs> the victim has a pus bubble on her face now. Not the octopus who was taken out of his environment. An environment where he really should have been safe, because that wasn't even that wasn't even that wasn't even the chosen animal no, your dumbass was supposed to go after. Where the fuck did you just find an octopus? How did this story end? Uh, she grilled it and ate it and, and ate it. Ain't that some shit? And and decided that it was uh that that was her great revenge. This is Harambe all over again. I really hope like she never gets rid of that pus bubble. She is a pus bubble. God damn. That this is Harambe all this is Harambe. This is wasn't there a Panther that that had that this shit happened to we talked about once? That like this is Harambe. This is the new Harambe story. Look, animals. Y'all ain't safe either. Damn. Rise up with us. Send your racist stories. <laughs> <laughs> Because the animals ain't safe either. The animals ain't seen some shit they like on the cool, bro. We've been, I'm sure the animals been trying to tell us. Like, they still stringing us up and taking pictures with our bodies. You know what I'm saying? Fam. You would think that the animals would be safe just off of the strength that white women find, it, find the animal kingdom so cute. That's why it's such a win. It's such a win. Like, uh, you can't name three black people in Peter. Which is why, I'm sorry that I have to say this, when I saw that little 10-year-old girl get tossed up by that buffalo, by that bison a couple weeks wow. ago. Wow. Oops. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. Like, like, real talk. Leave him alone, man. You would think, like, you would think that with all the white women obsessed with protecting animals, and don't get me wrong, this is a noble cause. But you would think that with all the white women obsessed with protecting animals, that there would be less white women 
putting them on their faces for the gram. For the gram. Leave nature alone. I want to know how many fucking likes she got. Shit. How many fucking you know? Let me tell you something. Cause let me tell you something. Um, if it's if it's less if is if if you did all that for less than fifty likes, mm. the octopus community gets to declare a fatwa on your dumb ass. I'm gonna make a fan account for the octopus. <laughs> Retweet this hoe. <laughs> Oh man, don't make us make shirts. Don't make us make shirts for Plus Mobile the Octopus. <laughs> God damn it. Um y'all shit, I've lost my train of thought. Send send your racist <laughs> stories. Send your real life racist encounters. Any racist articles you think we missed. Uh Vanita, I meant to get to yours. I'll get to yours next week. Um Please send all your racist encounters to uh, oh, fuck opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. <laughs> Damn. Or uh, um, any of the any of our social media outlets on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram, uh, and we will read them. As a matter of fact, I should remind y'all: send us any questions you want us to answer on the air. Ooh. Send us like any advice you want from us about anything. Just send o- yeah. your overall listener letters to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com and I will read them and respond to them on the air. Um I feel like I've been I've been promoting this for I I, I have been promoting this as strong as I should, <clears throat> but uh I feel like this is the best reward I can give. Um, you know, a bunch of a bunch of people tagged us on Shade Room. Yeah, uh, Shade Room wanted to do a, a a podcast shout out, and um, Team Oz responded swiftly. Yes. Uh, so thank y'all for that. Um, thank y'all for y'all mentioned opinions while somebody's favorite two favorite podcasts they said were opinions while black and horrible decisions. So that tells me there needs to be a crossover event. That tells me there needs to be a crossover event. I'm, this means we are just one step closer. Just to, one. Just, just, just a little closer to the Oz and Wheezy event. Ooh, I, it, it, I can feel it. I know it. I know I, it. I'll just step back and do sound effects. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. As we watch Oz shoot his shot. Oh, there'll be some sound effects, all right. Uh, <laughs> we will take a quick break, and we will be right back to finish off with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing opinions while black, Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. <laughs> we are black. <laughs> we are opinionated, and uh, oh my god, I must be drunk. Uh, I feel shit. pretty good. Uh, oh man, the shit that goes on before we hit the play button. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, uh, 
So, it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the <laughs> fuck up? Okay, shut up. Number three, Robbie Amell. Damn. If you do, if, if That's that na- a name I haven't heard in a while. Exactly. That's how much work he gets. Uh... <sighs> If if that name sounds a little familiar to you, it's because you probably watched all three episodes of the Tomorrow People on the CW, <laughs> or you uh, or you watched or or you you know that last name because he's the brother of the Green Arrow, Stephen Amell on uh, CW's Arrow, yeah, which I stopped watching like three seasons ago. That shit got rough. That shit got mad it's rough. Tough. It's, it's a it's a hard watch now. Um but uh so Robbie Amell, he came up in the news this week because so he did a movie like four like three or four years ago called The Duff. Mm. And basically he was playing a star quarterback to some awkward girl's to and was some awkward girl's best friend. And uh there's a scene in which he is throw he is at football practice throwing a football and uh admittedly he is throwing the football badly <laughs> um now uh bored sports people because it's preseason football twitter had to jump up his ass because mm. well they're bored and it's preseason football um, but they definitely some somebody tweeted out this scene of him throwing the football so terribly. Now, anybody who is of reasonable mind understood that he was throwing the football badly because he was looking. To, he was probably looking at thousands of dollars worth of uh, film and sound equipment that he did not want to damage. Yeah, and this was a close up, uh, and probably didn't want to like hit his director of photography. Uh, all this is reasonable, and he definitely confirmed this uh, later. Uh, but that just could not be the end of it, because, you know, Twitter is Twitter, the internet is undefeated, and they're going to give you shit about it. Um, so, this in- so the next time we hear from the Amel household, it is Robbie Amel's wife. Robbie Amell's super pregnant wife, um, who is tweeting, and I don't have the I don't have the tweet personally, but I'll give you the gist of the tweet that she literally said that y'all were fucking up date night. She was like, "Y'all are fucking up date night because my husband is outside practicing throwing a football, and it's almost definitely gonna make me get up out of this bed." And film him throwing this football, <laughs> just to prove just to prove something to y'all assholes, because y'all just happen to be watching a four year uh, a, a four year old uh, high school rom com, <laughs> which is absolute which is an absolutely good point. Why the fuck? What the fuck was Robbie Amell doing to you? And that's why I hate this era of social media. There was no good reason to just be watching and talking about this old ass movie that nobody, including probably including Robbie Amell, gave a fuck about. Right. There was no good reason. And this is why we need we need we need football to start earlier. 
Because these motherfuckers don't know what to get up to when they're bored. You see, Stephen A. Smith don't even show up at the office. ESPN be looking yeah. mad rough. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck that is that I saw yesterday that was sitting, ne- that was sitting next to Max Kellerman. I don't know who the fuck that was. Stephen A. don't even bother showing up. These motherfuckers need something to do. But, again, this rolls back around. I'm rolling back around to Robbie Amell on this one. Robbie Amell needs to shut the fuck up because we were kind of on your side. And there's no reason to engage with these people. This is why I, I write for Black Nerd Problems. This is exactly why my editor prohibits us from engaging with the comment section. Because there's no winners. There's no winners. And you just end up in a you just end up in a back and forth with some fourteen year old in his basement masturbating into a tube sock. Yeah. And there's no winners there. It's it's just bullshit mudslinging. They're just giving you a hard time and the shit with and because you're Robbie Amell, the star of the three episode tomorrow people, the shit was gonna be over by Thursday. You didn't have to swing in the mud with these people. And you didn't have to get your pregnant wife out of bed to film you in the backyard when we're in the middle of a fucking heat wave. Now you look like an asshole. It's like that Will Ferrell movie where he was taking, like, peewee soccer too seriously. Get the fuck out of here. Stop engaging with... See, again, this comes back to... One of these moments where people don't need to shut the fuck up. We, reasonable people, need to shut the fuck up listening to them. Yes. Stop engaging with the fucking comment section, Robbie Amell. Get a thicker skin. Look, your brother is a your brother is a worse actor than you. And he's been doing arrow mm. for like six seasons. Ten. Ten, what the fuck? Ten seasons? It's like eight or ten. It's something Jesus stupid like that. Fucking Christ! Um, he's been doing that show for that long. He is that wooden an actor, and he has a thicker skin than you. If he can make us sit through Arrow, you can shut the fuck up and take a little light jabbing about a, a, a about a check you got four years ago. So shut the fuck up, Robbie Amell. Chill out. Just okay. Shut up. Just chill out, man. man. That's one of those I hate to do because I like him. I'm I'm indifferent. Okay, fair enough. Number two, Mr. Ebro Darden. Okay, 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 okay shut up, Ebro. Oh man, I, you know, I, and, and I hate. Well, no, I don't hate going off on. I don't hate going off on Ebro because fuck Ebro. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck Ebro. Ebro is like a step down from Vlad. Damn. He is. He's like a step down from Vlad. Like, on the cultural vulture totem pole, it's like Vlad, Lior Cohen. Yeah, Vlad, Lior Cohen, uh, Ebro, and uh, Peter Rosenberg. Uh, <laughs> so, um, this this week, and the, the, this is the short version. This week, some bum ass podcast 
I don't know the name of the bum-ass podcast. I don't care if y'all tell them that I said they're a bum-ass podcast. I don't know those people. All I know is this is a bum-ass move for clout chasing. Um, Some bum-ass podcast put out a list. They put out a list of top 50 rappers of all time or some shit. And people still pay attention to that kind of shit. Um, of course, they, the heads, you know the heads are going to pay attention to it. The hip-hop heads, they can't let anything go. They're, they're as thin-skinned as they get. Nope. And, and, and the bum-ass podcast knew this. Yeah. The bum-ass podcast knew this was going to cause a conversation on social media. No matter who was in what place on this list. That's why they just put a bunch of names together. I know they put a bunch of names together because the order didn't make any fucking sense. Because the big allure of the list and the thing that got everybody's head scratching was that the top three were one, Jay-Z, two, Nas, and three, Joe Budden. (laughs) (laughs) What? Joe Budden was number three. Somebody mentioned that to me, and I said, I don't need to know anything about the rest of the list. <laughs> well, I'll give you a free one. Number four was Styles P. <laughs> Again, I don't need to know anything else about the rest of the list. Styles P is barely wow. the, Styles P is barely the second best he's rapper not, in the locks. He's not the fourth best member of the locks. <laughs> and there's only three of them. There's only three of them. <laughs> Like, who has skipped over a Jada Kiss verse to hear Styles P? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The list is much worse. That, than that. is amazing. D- like Drake is over three stacks. Y'all fell for that shit. Y'all fell for y'all... that shit. <laughs> Whoever's mad at it, y'all deserve that shit. And cause... Joe Budden. If you think Joe Budden didn't ride that shit for all it was worth on, <laughs> on on his episode recently, so now I need to go back and listen to his episode. Oh God. Yes, you do. <laughs> Yes, you motherfucking do. It was like 75% him just playing old freestyles and shit. <laughs> Firing gunshots. Like, nigga. <laughs> Joe Button is so Joe Button. So, here's where Ebro comes in. Of course, he gets a hold of the list. Of course, of course, he circulated the list because he's a culture vulture. Because he's, what is he, 97? Hi, 97? Sure, why not? One of them. Uh, whatever that bullshit bum ass radio station is, uh, because he has to spread bullshit and he made his own list. Mm. Not only did he make his own list of solo artists, he made his own list of, uh, he he made his own list of rap groups, Mm. top 50 rap groups. Mm. You don't need to know what's on that list either. All you need to know is that the Migos is on it. Uh, so that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, I can stop the story right there. Yeah, okay. Because, Ebro, you don't get a list. Ebro, you don't get a list. You don't count. You don't get a list. You are a visitor. I don't give a fuck what half, half whatever you are. I, you don't get a list. You don't get an opinion. You don't get a say-so on who is top 50 anything. You are a visitor. We allow you in this culture. I don't give a fuck how big your platform is. I don't give a fuck. You don't get to say so, ever. You don't get to say who is top anything in anything, ever. You don't. I am so hardcore serious about this. 
You're you fucking vampire. You fucking leech parasite son of a bitch. You don't get a say so ever. You don't get a, to list anything. You don't get to say anyone is over any other one. You don't get to make a fucking list. And and this is exactly why. You don't get to make a fucking list of who the top rapper of who the top 50 rappers are and you didn't include Scarface. What the fuck is wrong with you? You deserve every ass whooping when you come to when you come to Houston. I'm saying it. I'm saying it and I'm standing by it. I'll say it to your fucking face and that stupid ass beard. Okay, shut up. You don't get an opinion here. Okay, you don't shut get up. an opinion here in our culture. Okay, ever. Shut up. Ever. Okay, shut, shut the up. fuck up. Fuck you. Okay, shut up. Nobody who hangs out with a motherfucker named Rosenberg gets to have a say so in hip hop. Ever. Fuck Ebro. Fuck Ebro, fuck Hot hot Shot, Thought 97, fuck y'all. Suck my dick. <laughs> Woo! Sideways. Damn. Okay, shut up. Oh. Did I mention fuck Ebro? My God, it, 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 it's partly our fault because we let some of these motherfuckers have too much of a microphone. No, it ain't my fault. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got shit to do with that. I feel like the culture lets some of these motherfuckers have too much of a microphone. True. Um, radio is too washed at this point. Nobody listen to terrestrial radio. I don't own a radio. Like, I don't own anything that has radio capabilities. Like. Terrestrial radio is too washed for people like Ebro to have a say-so, ever. True. And the people that argued with him about his bum-ass list on Twitter, another, another episode of, we don't, we don't need, you don't need to shut the fuck up, they need to shut the fuck up talking to you. Mm. Don't engage with Ebro anymore. We, we saw from that Haile Selassie bullshit uh, when Nip died. That we need to stop talking to you. You want you wanna you wanna move the culture, you don't understand the culture. So yeah, we yeah, we it's our fault. We need to shut the fuck up talking to you. But you still need to shut the fuck up. All the way. All the whole way the Shh. fuck up. Shh. Shh. Just go to sleep, go to sleep. Can't talk if you can't talk if you suck in my dick. Wow. Is this the, the second dick suckiest episode ever? It is the second dick suckiest episode ever. <laughs> uh, and the number one person who needs to shut the fuck up, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I say this with a heavy heart, <laughs> science god Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, 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 shut up. Uh, Neil, this wasn't the time. It was not the time. This was not the time for that. Look, we've gotten comfortable with you debunking things like uh, that movie Gravity or uh, Fast and Furious or whatever else. This wasn't the time for that. For that, uh, I'm. This wasn't the time for you to be the head of I'm smarter than the writer's Twitter. Um. So as you as we mentioned before, there were there were a couple of shootings. Yeah. Some people died. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Can we get the tweet? Can we go ahead and get the... I'm just going to let the tweet speak for itself. Can we get that? So, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted the following. Uh, 
In the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 people to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. Often, our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. In other words, in other words, your boy was saying, yeah, he was centering his his bullshit. 34 people died, but more people die from this other thing. If you, I would be curious to know how many instances of sexual misconduct are reported every 48 hours. How many of them reported on Neil deGrasse Tyson? Is he in double digits yet? He might be. Uh, Neil, that, that wasn't your moment. That wasn't your moment. That wasn't the time. You know what you need to say? The same thing we said. Our our prayers, our condolences, and our hearts go out to the people we lost in such a senseless tragedy. I offer another option as well. He could also say nothing. You can always say nothing. There's This option is always available to you. You can always say nothing. Whatever I can't find the right words to say, I just say nothing. I'm good at it. I'm ve- Let me tell you something. Getting, it, 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 your 30s will get you very good at saying nothing. Nothing. Your 30s will get you very good at looking at a thing, weighing those options, Weighing the outcome and then just going, oh, I'm not in that. Nothing. Nothing. It's easy. It's easy. It literally requires that you do nothing. You're science god. You should know this better than anyone. It requires no energy or mass on your part. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a formula for this that you know of that will confirm this. You never had to say a thing. I know, I know, I know. We've gotten you used to being listened to on social media. It's partly our fault. But there are people that we've gotten used to on social media that said nothing. Let me tell you, you know who says nothing to senseless death all the time? Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. You know who else says nothing to senseless death all the time? Like 70% of the Democrats running for uh, president right now. 100% of the Republicans. It's easy. It's easy. Take your cues. Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. No? No, no, that's not the one. Um, You know what? We would have felt better if you just blamed Fortnite. Everyone else is doing it. It's easy to ignore and laugh at and move on from. Easier than this bullshit. That was some bullshit, he said. Science God, shut the fuck up, man. Get a new vest. Okay, shut up. Get a new vest for your suit. And shut the fuck up. Okay, shut up. 
Maybe get you know maybe get a new hair a new haircut. Cause the 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 I senior mean, citizen AC Slater maybe that's the problem. It's giving me AC Slater vibes. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up, just, man. Bro, just just stop. Stop. You know what? You know what you could be doing? Debunk one of these dumbass movies or something. Do that. You know what? You can start a whole independent Twitter account just for movies, just for debunking dumbass movies. And most of us would follow that. Well, maybe not may, uh, maybe not some of these women's groups because you mm. got to stop feeling on the women. <laughs> got to stop feeling on the women. But just anything other than what you're doing, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut, okay, shut okay, the shut whole up. fuck up. <laughs> shut the Y equals MX plus B fuck up. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Did I just do a linear equation? I don't know what the fuck you should... What the fuck? Hell. I'm just saying, bro. Shut the cosmos fuck up. Shut the Pythagorean theorem fuck up. Shut the collegiate wrestler, but not really fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. D-Rabble, have we done a podcast? We have survived yet another yet one. Yet another one. Um, uh, church announcements? No, I don't have any this week. Right on. Okay. Uh, Team Oz, again, the Instagram love this week was real. Oh, I do have one. Click the comments. Coming back soon. Click Piash. the comments. Coming back soon. Another ill-mannered media production. Um, shout out to the ladies. Welcome back. We missed you. Uh, I miss Kristen Steinmetz. I said I was going to stop objectifying my uh, co-parts, my, my counterparts, but uh, uh, that might be the last time. Maybe. Um, thank you guys. Uh, so much. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the love. Team Oz is growing a little more every day, and it is only thanks to you. Um, I, I promise you, year two is gonna blow your fucking mind. Uh, new guests, new extras, new uh, hopefully, <coughs> hopefully merchandise in the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, we love you guys, man. This is amazing. Um, this has been episode fifty-three. Of opinions while black, I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall, and as always, forever imparting titties. I love doing this show.